This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are now officially an hour away from your weekend really beginning. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraver. Yes, yes, we should all clap it up. Get your hands back on the wheel as quick as possible after you get a few claps in. Uh... <laughs> We're just rolling along, having some fun today. Scraby's pumped up about his squad. We we just got official confirmation from him that he will be live at halftime, and maybe live what last five minutes of the game. Yeah, if it's a, if it's a hectic part of the game, I will let everybody see my psychoness. I just want it to be. And again, there. how do they uh, log? Because you're talking to everybody like they know how to access this you just go and i'm assuming there's people like me that don't know how to access this yes if you have instagram you go to my page or you look at your page like if you look if you log into instagram and you see your feed and everything at the top is all those bubbles right and it's going to be um it'll say it'll be my bubble and it will say live underneath the bubble huh? and so you just it, or, or you can go to my account at matt scraby and it will say live on my picture you click on that yeah. and then you can watch scraby watch yeah. the game yeah uh, i would as i said earlier it's going to be much more interesting to hear you talk about the first half than it will be for terry bradshaw or strahan or any of those other Terry Bradshaw Overpaid is, uh, guys on television. Terry's getting up there. He, he's he's saying he's in weight and age. <laughs> oh, sorry, but truth is kind of what it is. It, it's just like when when does a, when does a broadcasting corporation step in and say, you know what? I think it's time. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't want to. I don't want to retire. Well, as long as they're sure. willing to keep paying these guys, you know what, a million bucks or so, just to sit on a set for five minutes on a Sunday and. Say one sentence about a football game. That's pretty good work. But they got like eighteen it. guys on there now. It's like they were all told before. Tony, what do you think? Well, the way they ran the ball with the McCaffrey. All right, Mike. What do you think then? Yeah. After this, <laughs> well, the way they ran the ball with Hertz was pretty effective. No, I mean, there's nothing. to say? <laughs> it's like they, it's just, there's here, there's a lot. Of okay, them. thank you, Tony. Here's your million dollars. We'll see you next week. Yeah. My goodness, uh, what a job that is. Into the happy hour, you guys know what that means. Things get a, can get a little loose here. And uh, Chris, you got a, a, a an interesting story. Well, I had a funny story last night. I had my softball uh, Thursday night co-ed uh, game uh, kicked off there in Mission Valley, and uh, a friend on my team, uh, Josh, I, I thought he had a kind of funny story. He was hanging out with a friend of his, and his friend, a good friend, brought along another guy. And uh, the uh, Josh, uh, went, you know, introduced himself to this other guy at, a, at a, some sort of social activity, not a party necessarily, but just some gathering. And um, 
He said, uh, hey, this is Mike. And uh, Josh said, oh, hey, Mike, nice to meet you. And then he ended up talking with Mike for a little while. And Josh is telling the story and telling me, you know, this Mike guy seemed like a very ordinary guy. I just had no, you know, no idea. You know, didn't really stand out in any way, shape, or form. He finally got around to asking Mike what he did. And he said, Mike uh, said, well, he worked in sports. And then Josh said, oh, he worked in sports? I'm a big sports fan. And he uh, said, well, you know, where would I know you from or where, you know, who did you work for? And he said, well, I used to work for the Cardinals. And my friend Josh said, the St. Louis Cardinals? Like he was (laughs) stunned that this basic nobody of a guy could have worked for, in Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals. He goes, yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals. And Josh goes, wow, what'd you do? (laughs) Like he thought maybe he was a ball boy (laughs) or a an assistant engineer on the radio broadcast and the guy the guy just did not want to come off as being conceited that sounds so, like mike right so he just kept saying well i you know i i did a little i did a little leading of the team i just kind of ma- as a manager and, and josh goes really how high did you get Man, he's not taking a hit. Yeah. He? Josh <laughs> thought he was like a triple A guy or a rookie league guy and he goes well i I managed the big club for like four seasons, and Josh goes, "What? You managed the St. Louis Cardinals?" And Mike goes, "Well, yeah." And that's it. Was Mike Schilt, who's now with the Padres? Let me but tell you, that- what would you do in the same in a similar situation if you know who you are, but for whatever reason the other person has no idea who you are? Uh, I would do it exactly how Mike did. I right? probably because the too. last the last thing you. It's it's uncomfortable for yeah. some. I, I, me being one of it's uncomfortable to be like, yeah, I'm so and so. I did this right. I rather you figure it out, yeah. and then you can kind of <laughs> handle it how you want to handle it from that point. Because yeah. I'm just going to keep on about my day. You know, I'm not right. I'm not interested in in touting how high I got, yes. what what I did. It's nice like, to meet you. Right. Hi, I'm Mike. I used to manage the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> right. How does that You're not come gonna say that? Right. And so that's exactly how I would have handled it. And if you know anything about Mike, as as your friend learned, uh, one of the most humble dudes that you'll ever come across. Just a, a great baseball mind, great baseball man, just a great man, in, period. And the Padres are lucky to have someone of of his help in the in the organization. No question. I mean, he's a he's a manager that managed a really good team that um Right now is the Padres just have in the fold right now. Yeah, it's nice to have a to me it's a, it's a luxury to have a guy who managed in the big leagues and had so much success as Mike Schilt and Without now a he's doubt. just on your staff. Without helping a doubt. You out. I mean when when Matt Williams couldn't and Ma- coach Matt third Williams last another, year. But Matt Williams another former right. manager on your staff. When he couldn't coach third last year because he he had surgery, guess what? They had Mike Schilt to be able to step in and coach third. Third is not an easy that's not just a a spot you just hand you in. You don't just throw coach. somebody no. in there. No, not at all. Yeah. So He's, it's 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 one of the you talk about we talk about depth on the roster. They got a ton of depth in coaching right now. That's for sure. Yes, they do. That was a funny story last night. Here's a not as funny story. Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, man. Apparently is still in concussion protocol. Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Still... Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. All right, one more. Come on! <laughs> I have to go get it. Hold on. 
I'll tell you one thing. This is some fight they're having in the uh, Las Vegas New York Rangers hockey game. Co- uh, we Tony and I were watching a couple fights. What that was the big dude stuff. from the Wild that we uh, Kyle Reeves? Reeves or not Kyle Ryan Reeves? Ryan. Okay, he well, is crazy man. Do you know there was ultimate respect between both guys because they both had each other by the jersey, and no one really they were just got a circles. fire off shot yet because yeah. they didn't want to put themselves in position to get hit back. Well, those fighters, they scout each other. They look at film. The hockey fighters, it. they look at film of other fighters <laughs> to hilarious. make sure if they get into a fight with them, they're they ready know, to go. They know how to go, huh? Tua Tagovola. There, there, there he is. Tua Tagovola. Tua Tagovola. Yeah, he's not going to participate in the Pro Bowl games. According to a source that told ESPN, uh, Viola, uh, now I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> that's, that's the only problem been, with that. Uh, had been a uh, alternate, and it was going to replace either Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, depending on which one qualified for the Super Bowl. But Viola is still in the, the uh, concussion protocol. It's been over a month. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it, 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 first of all, you worry just about the guy, him. you know, him. You want him to be okay. Secondly, you know, as a Dolphin guy, you got to start thinking, what are they going to, are they going to be able to count on going forward with him next year as quarterback? Are they going to have to find themselves a really, really capable backup? What are they going to do? It's going to be interesting. He had a, he, he, he did. He had a great year this year. If it wasn't for the injuries, who knows how far he could have gone. Yeah. Because they well, were rolling along there until he got hurt. It does seem right, right? Based on the concussions we saw him have early in the season and how many he had. I don't think it's out of you know I don't think it's it's a it's something that's crazy that he's still in this protocol. I mean he took some he had some tough ones this year. Some real tough ones. Yeah, he kept snapping his head back like at full force and hitting the hitting the uh, turf. That that that's how I saw the both of the uh, concussions, at least on the film shots I saw. But what are, what is Miami going to do? I mean, could you if you were Derek Carr, would you go there and say, "Okay, I'll compete against him"? You pro- would you or would you want to go somewhere where you're the starter? I mean, because that that's the it, question. How do you get a good backup at the same time that's really good enough to start in case Tanga Viola cannot start? I mean, if you think that if I'm Derek Carr and I think I'm a difference maker in one of these other organizations that need one, then, yeah, I would probably elect to do that. But what you've seen is you can go into a place that has a good system and knows how to to coach that position or help enhance that position. And, you know, with Tua's injury history at this point, you know, you could you could slide right into what is a really talented offense. Yeah. If it didn't work out, you can almost assume that he's going to get hurt. I hate to say you know, it like you that, know, but you know, if chances are pretty good. You know, if you're Derek Carr, you're going to be at the very least the backup on that team, one step away from the starting position. Yeah, well, I don't know what Miami is going to do. I don't know what Derek Carr is going to do. I'm just bringing his name up, but we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. I was referring to a fight in the Vegas New York Rangers game. It went on for about two or three minutes, and uh, they finally. They showed the the replay, and so when I looked up there, it actually looked like the fight was still going. So I thought it was the same guys who were still going, but it was actually the replay. So uh, hockey cranks on, uh, that's for sure. One of the uh, things we didn't get to yesterday was Dennis Lynn's mailbag. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about a lot of things, we, and we talked a little bit about the catching position, right, with Capisano. Um That's going to be an interesting 
battle in terms of who, how many catchers they keep, how much Capasano is going to get an opportunity to play. Uh, because last year he was kind of blocked out with the catchers and really the way Jorge Alfaro played last year. And he's no longer with the squad, so you would think that his playing time is going to go up a little bit. Where is Jorge Alfaro, by the way? That's a good question. I don't know that he signed. I, I thought I saw his name pop did. up somewhere. Let me I've see. seen him. I've seen him play in winter ball for sure. Oh, oh, he's Red Sox. Yeah, right? Red, yeah, Sox, Red Sox. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. They, know. Agree, they have a minor league deal in place. Minor league deal for Alfaro because I he was really a fan favorite, right? I mean, fans loved him. Man. Here in San Diego, especially long when he told everybody to let's <laughs> go San Diego. Yes, that was that, yeah, that was that went over well. We're gonna have to town for we're gonna have reason. to let go of that because he's not he's not here anymore. He's you not you here can still anymore. use it. Nah, I don't think we should. It's San Diego's NBA score at halftime. Nothing, Chris. <laughs> no, did you get this halftime score, Tony? No. My goodness, Milwaukee Bucks eighty-five. They put up eighty-five in the first Indiana half. Indiana Pacers fifty-six at halftime. They, they already have five 85. players in double figures, the Bucks do. So they're on pace. I mean, just to put it, they would score 170 if they did it again in the second half, which is unlikely, but that's that's a big first half. Lakers are 85 off tonight. Five points? Yeah, for the first half. Bucks shot 62%, made 13 threes oh, there you in go. the first half. 13 of what? 25. They got a lot of shots up. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, Lakers play the Celtics tomorrow in Boston. Boston? Yes. AD is back. Lakers have won, what, three in a row? Uh, two. Right? No, they lost one in there. They lost one in there? Right. I think they lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Clippers. So the they Lakers, had one, two in a row, then they lost to the Clippers. The Lakers thing is incredible, though. I mean, I again, I was looking at this yesterday. Right now, the New Orleans Pelicans are in fourth spot. They are eight games behind. The Lakers are in 13th spot, but they are 11 games behind. Three games out of the fourth spot. A three-game spread from the fourth team to the 13th team. You know what the that Lakers, is crazy. You know what the Lakers need? A heater. One hot streak. They man. need a heater. A little heater. They win six or seven in a row. They could jump who knows how high I need in that. the West. I needed that. I think the most they've won this year is four. That would put you in a good frame of mind. Oh, indeed it would. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, Fernando Tatis Jr., Joe Musgrove, it's working out together. No, it isn't, because we're going to be doing our NFL picks. And we'll talk about that. Thanks, Scraby. There you go. Posting How is that my in. fault? You it, posted the wrong thing on the sheet. Oh, no, because he, yesterday. He, no, no, you did No, stop, stop. You didn't. That was me. Oh, all right. But no, I just want to tell Chris. No, no. We don't remember the go... other day when he said you don't post anything in the 5 o'clock hour, and then I posted something in the 5 o'clock hour, and now he's mad? <laughs> you didn't post that in the 5 o'clock hour, though, did you? I don't know. No, you Who did. Right. <laughs> it's not your fault. He's confusing fault. me. We got our picks coming up. More Gwen and Chris. There's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Right, welcome into the evening uh, final hour. Happy hour of Gwen and Chris today. 521 is the time. Hope everybody had a good time out there today at the Farmers Insurance Open. If you're working your way back. From Torrey Pines, you already know that Sam Ryder is the leader at 12 under par. He shot even par today, Scraby. How difficult to do what he did today. Had a bogey on the second hole, had a birdie on the fifth hole, and then went par for 13 straight holes. Uh, I would take it. But yeah, I would too. But, man, what a consistent day that is. John Rahm didn't have anything that consistent. I don't call it consistent, though. That tells me if you had a bunch of pars, that means you miss putts or had you put yourself chance, in bad spots. Had a chance. Just didn't take advantage of it. <laughs> exactly. John Rahm shot six under par today. Unbelievable performance. 66. John Rahm's on a heater. So he's uh, two shots off the lead. Who came up with heater, by the way? Was that you, Chris? I think it was Chris. I did. Tony Finau is in third place. He is four shots back. Colin Marikawa, Max Homa. On down the line it goes. Final day is tomorrow. So weird. And the reason for that is because they don't want to go head-to-head with the NFC and AFC Championship games on Sunday. Time for our picks. Long-awaited Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby are tied for the lead. Both with 25 points. You guys are 7-3. and three. Picking the playoff games, I'm six and four with 22 points. So <laughs> I gotta stop looking at Tony when we play this song. Thankfully, it's the off season soon. Uh, here we go with the. Uh, <laughs> but he just keeps playing the air piano. Every the keyboards time. that we're not sure exist. All right, you one of you guys got to go first. Uh, we pick a four point game and a two point game, and uh, there's only the two games. So which one? Who are you picking, and who do you feel most confident in? Scraby, let's uh, uh, start with you. You're in the lead here. Or you're you know, tied for the lead. What's your four-point game? My four-point game will be my San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Oh, the Eagles, baby. Going all let's in. Let's go. Going all in. Uh, let's go. Feeling more confident about the 49ers than the AFC ch- championship game. All right. Bang, Interesting. Bang, Niner guy. Yeah. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Actually, we're just going to play this on the <laughs> Are there any keyboards in that song? Probably. Probably. All right, Tony. Uh... I like that. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I introduced this to oh, Scraby. I, I love it. <laughs> Chris is not happy. No, he's not. No, you let loose. Uh... Uh, my number one game of the week. Yes. We're going to fly high with the Eagles, baby. Four points. Four points. On the Eagles. Eagles to the right. Super Bowl. Feeling more confident about that. Yes. All right. Got the Eagles. 
Um, Get Mark, off our show! My four-point game is going to be the AFC game. I feel more comfortable about picking the Bengals over the Chiefs mm. than I do picking either the 49ers or the Eagles. So uh, my four points is going to go on the Bengals. Um, I do think the injury to Mahomes is a factor. But even if it wasn't for that, I was just blown away and impressed by Lou Anarumo and the ability he had on defense to short-circuit the Bills. I think he'll come up with a plan for the Chiefs. And I do. I, I'm I'm sold completely on the fact that Joe Burrow is just the best quarterback in football. And I think he's going to find a way to get this win on the road. But I... You know, I, the Cincinnati mayor thing made me hedge a little bit because oh, that really like bothered it. me earlier. You didn't like it when the Cincinnati I did not mayor like the Cincinnati ordered mayor a paternity test, mouthing <laughs> off to make sure Joe. All Burrow three of us have different picks father. for this first game. This could be a difference maker. Yeah, it's going to be, be very interesting. Scraby's four point game is the Niners. Tony goes the Eagles. I'm going to take the Bengals. All right, so your two point game, Scraby, you got to pick the AFC title game: Bengals or Chiefs. I. It all depends on the ankle of one Patrick Mahomes. It really does. But I, uh, I could I could see either team winning easily. I don't know what that meant. But, didn't tell us anything. But. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to do it. I think Chris is right. Joe Burrow is the best player in the NFL right now, or at least best quarterback in the NFL right now, and he just finds a way to win every single every single time. Big games happen. Seems like that's the case. We'll see if it happens on Sunday. So you are going with a, a three-peat. A three-peat, yep. It'll be the third 49er Bengal Super Bowl, if you turn out to be correct. Would this be the most? It would tie Dallas-Pittsburgh, who have already had three Super Bowls. Okay. All right, Tony, you picked Philadelphia with your four-point pick. Uh, who are you going with between the Bengals and the Chiefs? I'm going Chiefs. I'm going yeah. Chiefs. I right. think the Bengals... What was what's the defensive coordinator's game? Lou Amarillo. Lou Amarillo. Amar what? Anarumo. Anarumo. Yeah, it's not an easy Texas. name. That's another reason why they won't hire him as a head coach somewhere, but they should. I don't think Lou has a reason to change anything. He's had three successful bites at Patrick Mahomes. Now, the first half in all three of those games, I think Patrick Mahomes has something like nine touchdowns or six touchdowns, yeah, no it's interceptions. Crazy. Second half is where they have stymied him. Um I think Patrick is going to show why he's still the best quarterback in the league. Most certainly could. Um, four straight beating him. I think he's going to take this personally. He doesn't seem to take very much personally, but I think this that is the one might. thing. You know, the one thing that they have not said a lot about Mahomes is his quarterback rating. And again, who knows how to exactly figure this out. But he had the highest quarterback rating in the league throwing passes in the pocket. Very interesting because everybody's worried about the it's fact running, that he can't right. scramble, but apparently he can pass pretty well out of the pocket too. That's where he w- so. started off at. His career was in the pocket, and then he got a little, got a he little got more a little fleet of foot. Little, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was listening to this like really deep dive into what the Bengals are going to do on defense to to get him off of his game because there's so many different options. I mean, you could go blitz him, try to make him move. That's a mistake. Or you could just drop back. Make sure you don't allow the big pass, and then make them move up, and then you can tackle them, you know, two, three yards for a gain or something like that. Instead of having him dump it off the Kelsey, yeah. to me, the best teams yards. are the ones that can pressure with four guys. Exactly. If you That's if, always one. If you blitz Patrick end. Mahomes, that means there's one less guy out there he's worried, about, and he will pick. I think he will pick you apart if you if you Even try to blitz him. Standing in the right. pocket. 
All right, I have to pick the NFC game because I went the Bengals for four points, and I went with the 49ers from Sunday afternoon until Friday morning. I really was going to pick the 49ers. And the reason I was going to pick them is because I think the Eagles looked so good against the Giants because it was the Giants. And I just didn't think the Eagles could match the 49ers. But the more I've thought about this game, I can't see Brock Purdy playing in the Super Bowl. Not quite yet. <laughs> Sorry, Brock. I mean, and, I honestly um, can't either. But. So I, and I think the big advantage the 49ers have had all season is on the offensive and defensive line. And I think this is finally the one game where they don't have that big of an I advantage. Agree. They have an advantage probably a little bit, but not by much. The Eagles' offensive line is terrific. Their defensive line is fabulous. And I think the skilled people are just better for Philadelphia. So I am switching at the last minute and taking the Eagles. The Eagles got to turn the Niners over. Niners haven't turned the ball over in a crazy amount of games. I think it's 12. Except for that punt fumble last Except week. Except for the but punt yeah, fumble. On offense, they don't turn they it don't over. They don't turn it over. Yeah. And that I think they are undefeated when they don't turn it over. Well, they haven't lost in 12 games. Right. So. And so, you know, they turned it over those first those four losses. I love being the underdog. You're, no, not, you you're not the underdog. I am. No, I you're am. the underdog. Oh, I guess I by the by the line by you proxy. are. You're yeah, underdog. Proxy. All right, so Tony goes with Philadelphia KC. Scraby goes with Niners Bengals. And I go with Cincinnati Philadelphia. So all, all three different. of us have different Super Bowls. The only Super Bowl that we don't have, San Francisco, Kansas City. Which... So run out and bet the house <laughs> on that one. See, I was... that's the only one we didn't cover. I was thinking about that earlier this week, and that would be so sweet to to lose again to them. No, to, to <laughs> no to revenge, have a revenge game against them, and get Kyle Shanahan to finally get a Super Bowl and. Jimmy no. G can watch from the sideline as Brock Purdy wins it for him. Well, that's the only the only one we haven't predicted, so we'll see. Maybe that'll be the end one that ends up coming true. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, our interview of the week, Bob Melvin, Padre manager, Bo Mel, he joined us earlier. You'll get the latest if you missed it. Uh, what's up with the Friars a month ahead of spring training when Gwen and Chris continues. John Cantera on the fan. George in Manhattan. Welcome to 97.3 The Fan. But let, let me tell you one thing. Everybody out there is listening to you. Everybody listens to Quintara. I can tell you, you are the best in Southern California. Nobody well, thank you. can thank top you. Quintara. Okay? Well, thank you. I a, a close that. second is Tony Gwynn Jr. I will say that. That's also my boy. Listen to the John Quintara Show weekdays from 10 to 2 on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. <laughs> 5.36 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello. Matt Scraby, last segment of the week before we head into championship weekend. Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals should be a lot of fun. Don't uh, forget you can hear the games right here on 97.3 The Fan. Those games right here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, we teased a little bit before we went to break. Fernando Tatis Jr. putting some work in underwater with uh, Joe Musgrove. Uh, a nice piece today came out in the Union Tribune, Annie, Annie Halbrum um, and, uh, wow, Kevin, Kevin Acey. Acey. Yeah, yeah. both uh, collabed on this. It was uh, some insight into, you know, I think one of the one of the leaders in this ball club, um, really receiving Fernando as he starts the process of uh, repairing some of the damage he caused. Um, and it sounds like, at least to start it, it's going well. Uh, it certainly reading the article certainly felt like Fernando very remorseful, really locked in 
on moving forward and, and trying to just be better. Uh, and uh, it sounds like Joe is, uh, at least early on, has put his stamp of approval on what he's seen thus far. And you just hope it continues in that direction as you get into spring training. Uh, it sounds like Fernando's 100% healthy in the shoulder. He's almost 100% with the wrist. By the time spring training games roll around, um, he'll be 100% according to him. So, uh, And remember, in spring training, he'll be able to play in all of those games. So I'm sure he's going to get a ton of at-bats. He's uh, posting videos of him swinging in the cage. First thing I noticed on that was that he's wearing Nike shoes now. <laughs> um, you notice all the shoe stuff. <laughs> and why is that a big deal? Because he wasn't the Adidas guy. And I, I assume that went away as the suspension. Mm-hmm. And I assume, I, I remember yeah. them dropping him at that point. But uh, it's all, this is this could be, a, this is a year of redemption for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., hopefully. Have you been able to uh, yet talk with Jesse Agler about stepping on his calls and saying the word nice. I, haven't, I think that's something I want to massage in there. I don't want to just come out. He hasn't noticed us talking about it and decided to question you about it? Jesse's the type of person that may have noticed it, but isn't going to say anything to me until we are face-to-face. No, face, so. he, knows, he knows you're never going to do that anyway. He but does. I think it would be hilarious if you snuck a nice. And nice. At least, at least during a spring training. Oh, yeah. It would oh, be yeah. like on a triple or something. Ball yeah. hit the right center. Nice. He's going. Nice. He's going to get there. You know something? If you said nice, as, soon, as he said the ball's hit the right center field and you and it's and it splits the gap and you go, nice. <laughs> he's going to stop his broadcast right there and strangle you. That's what he's going to do. It would be quite hilarious. <laughs> yeah. At least at least as a joke, it would be quite hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you missed it, Bob Melvin joined us, surprised us earlier this week. Came on, spent some time with us. You get a chance to hear that here next. First, here's some traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's blocked for you there, so do expect some slow traffic approaching. I'm Kelly Dack. Gwen and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here via the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Bob, uh, thank you for your time, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I think this might be the first time in a while that I've been on with you, so uh, well, I look forward to it. Glad glad to have you on. Now, you're in town, I assume, for uh, for a little minicamp action, huh? We do. We have, uh, this week, we have a lot of our pitchers in, um, just kind of taking stock a little bit, getting the guys together. Joe Musgrove's kind of uh, taking charge of this whole thing as far as, you know, getting some guys out afterwards and so forth and just kind of a bonding thing, getting the young pitchers and the veteran guys together. Um, good idea, and it seems to be working pretty well. Bob, it doesn't seem that long ago that you guys were playing the Phillies here and we were all uh, screaming our lungs out, uh, cheering for Padre Baseball in the National League Championship Series. How much of that will you use to talk to your team about, hey, we got to just get one step further when you bring everybody together for spring training? How much of that... What happened, and maybe the disappointment at the end of that, will you use to prepare for this season? Well, it might have come up today, actually, and talking with some of the guys, I think more it's just kind of clarity for a team going to spring training, knowing what the goal is. 
So, you know, there, every year you go to spring training, there are a lot of teams that, that feel like they have a chance to, you know, to have a good season, go to the playoffs and do well. Um, it's the teams that end up, you know, probably in the final four the year before that the next year think, you know, there's, there's certain clarity in where we want to go. There's a hunger because of where we ended up last year. And, uh, you know, I literally, I, I don't feel like I need to say anything, but, but, you know, at times we will just to make sure the guys know what our goals are and, you know, what our vision is going forward. Bowmel, one of the things that, um, I recall you saying a lot last year, at least early on, was, you know, this is your first year really trying to get to know your your roster and all of the guys and the kind of the inner workings of how things go. Year two, I imagine there's there's a lot more comfort there. How do things change for you uh, in year two at the Hill? Yeah, I mean, it's it's night and day. It's you going out on a field just like, you know, yesterday and today and, and knowing our guys. You know, when because of the year before with with the lockout or whatever, and not being able to you know talk to our guys and and get to know them before you get to spring training, you walk out on the field, you you're addressing a room full of guys that you don't really know right. uh, personally, and you're trying to get your message across to to people that don't you know you either. So they know what I'm all about. I know what they're all about. We have a core group coming back that's had some success. So you know, moving forward this year is just so much easier. Bob, uh, how many lineups have you put together in your head, uh, not only for opening day, but for when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back? I mean, you know, sounds like a yeah, lot of fun yeah. to have your have your options, at least, going into the season. It is a lot of fun. There's some stress involved with it, though. I'm writing these things down, and I'm like, okay, who who do I want to get? I want to get my on-base guys up early, but does that move Manny back a slot or Toddy back a slot? Or, you know, it's... I wish I could all hit them in the two hole to tell you the truth to get them as many bats as I possibly can, but it's, uh, it's certainly first world problems. It's, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> we'll figure out as we go along, but man, with, with the additions of, you know, certainly Xander and, and what he can do, either the top of the lineup or knocking runs in now with Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter and, you know, the lineup gets a, it gets a little bit deeper. So uh, I've scribbled a few off and, and thrown a few around a little bit, but, uh, you know, we'll figure that out once we go, and certainly once we get Toddy back after, what is it, 20 games or so. Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, Bob, you know, it, you, you're scratching down. You said you scratched down a few lineups already. But typically, you know, it takes a little bit of time. In your experience, when you when you have this kind of talent, how long does it take to, to find a lineup that is conducive throughout the, throughout the whole thing? Well, it does. And, and, you know, you can sit here and go through the drill as much as you want, but it's not until you get to spring training, you get through spring training, and then obviously the health component. You know, right. you, you, you just envision everybody being healthy coming through spring. A lot of times that's not the case. So, you know, I think we do have at this point in time more depth than we started out with last year and really had probably toward the end of the season too, whether it's, you know, some pinch hitting options, some guys that understand how to come off the bench, and probably a few more options to make some moves during the course of the games. I think that's that's another exciting component to this. Xander Bogarts uh, made it pretty clear that he's uh, planning to play shortstop, uh, at least when he was brought in here. Uh, I'm assuming that is the direction the Padres are probably going to go. So uh, as far as you know, or have you talked with Fernando Tatis, and how on board is he with moving to the outfield? Obviously he wants to be in the lineup. Uh, and how comfortable are you going to be with him there? Fernando just wants to play. 
So when you've been out as long as he has, you know, it's just about getting out there and being with your teammates again and supporting them, doing whatever's best for the team. And, you know, I was even joking with him uh, yesterday in the weight room about lineups, and he goes, man, he said, I've been thinking about him too. You know, he's used to hitting leadoff, but he's like, hey, whatever you want to do and whatever creates the most opportunities for us to, to score runs, I'm all in for. So when you hear something like that, and that's just the batting order, then, you know, my, my, my talks with him and experiences with him are that he just wants to get out in the field and play baseball and help his team win. So hey, certainly at this point, he's making it easy on me. Any idea uh, in terms of the outfield where you could see Manny, or excuse me, uh, Fernando playing left center? I mean, you have a, a pretty darn good center fielder in, in, in Trent Grisham uh, and the way yep. he covers ground. How how do Two you gold gloves? That's good, right? right? That's, that's pretty good. How, how do you right. how do you go about you know getting the offense you want without necessarily taking away from the defensive strength? Right, and that's just a process leading up to spring as well. So, yeah. I mean, leading up to spring and then leading up to the season as well. We know we won't start with Fernando right away, so you know that's that's taking that one piece off the board, but. I think the, the the part for me that, you know, when you talk about Xander at short and he will play short is, you know, we can't put everybody at short. Somebody right. else has to play somewhere else. And at this point in time, everybody's been fine with, hey, look, this, this year is all about us winning. We'll do whatever we can to, you know, to help the team and w- whatever that dynamic is as far as, you know, roster construction, where guys are playing, we're going to be all in. And, you know, at this point in time, those are conversations you have on the phone once you get on the field with them and you start doing drills and you start moving guys around. You know, we're going to have some guys playing different positions. That's that's the one thing that a glut of shortstops, um, you know, does for us. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure that one out in spring training. But like I said, these guys are all making it easy on me by saying, look, we just want to win. Bob Melvin is with us. A uh, little uh, off-season report, but it's not much more off-season, people. Spring training is just uh, less than a month away. Uh, on paper, it appears to all of us that it's Darvish, it's Musgrove, it's Snell, it's probably Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo, Adrian Mordejon. Uh Do you have any other names and people you're thinking about for the starting rotation? Yeah, you know, we, we, we have a lot of depth guys that we brought in, too. Um, so, you know, that, that, that'll play its way out in spring training as well. You know, we had a groom in the in the organization weathers is another guy honeywell we just got from you know was with, with oakland last year so we're trying to create as many depth pieces as we possibly can one thing that we always you know i always do uh, in spring training is is let the guys know that hey look you know 26 is 26 but you're always going through 40 45 and sometimes right. 50 players over the course of the season so everybody in this room has a good chance of being part of this thing right now which means you need to stay ready at any particular time and you know there's going to be injuries you know there's going to be performance guys are going to perform well and elevate their roles other guys are not and maybe either send guys up and down so everybody has to understand that that you know the way you look at it on paper once you get to spring training sometimes isn't how it plays out and we're going to need an army of guys to be able to be successful now the strategy changed a little bit last year Bowman. i remember in spring training at one point you're pretty adamant about having a five guy, five man rotation when the season started. Uh, but talking to the guys as it went along, and you had the six with the possible seventh guy kind of rotating in there early on, they seemed to like it. 
Is that something that is that a strategy that you guys are looking to to take part in again this season? Well, I, you know, if 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 we have the personnel to do it, sure. I mean, it, it allowed our us to use our starters a little bit longer. It allowed them to get a little bit more rest. It allowed them to be a little bit fresher once the you know the end of the season came around when you knew you were going to go back to five, sometimes four, and as these guys were, you know, probably as as fresh as anybody going into the postseason. So. But you have to have quality to be able to do that. Right. So, you know, it depends on how stretched out we get Nick. It depends how stretched out we get Seth Lugo. You know, these two guys are going to pitch four for us. And if you're covering four, four or five innings on those days, and now you're going to go to a six-man rotation with someone else you're going to have to do that with, it might be difficult to do. So um, that will all work itself uh, out as we go along. But would we like to be able to do that? Uh, of course, that means would means we have a lot of depth and a lot of personnel to do it. Bob, uh, you'll not well. You'll probably believe this. You've been around the game so long and uh, been around you know talk shows. We still get complaints from Padre fans that are concerned about this year's team, <laughs> and they're concerned that after the starting nine, the starting ten, there isn't the same depth perhaps that there was a year ago. Do you have any concern there about guys like Azokar and Dixon and Severino, or do you feel you have enough pieces to fill out the 26? Well, I think there, we have the potential to have more depth this year as far as the 26. Now, you know, we're moving guys around within, you know, once Toddy comes back, we're moving around guys within the, the starting nine. But, you know, where Carpenter ends up and, you know, he can come off the bench too, where Nelson Cruz is, on a particular day, we have the option of bringing him off the bench too. I'm sure we're not done as far as looking at other players too, but you know, last year guys like, you know, Sugar did a great job for us and Dixon really didn't get a ton of at bats, just had a couple of games coming up. There's another depth piece for us too. So I'm actually happy with the depth that we have right now. And, and like I said, we're not even to spring training yet and things could happen before them. And it seems like with the Padres, things happen during <laughs> spring training as well. So. Um, you know, I, I, I would say I think we're good right now, and let's see where we end up once the season starts in April. Bo, you know, last year I had this this team had this city on fire. Um, when you go through some of the ups and downs that this ball club did last year, is there anything to being able to take those wounds and, and it making you a stronger unit the following year? Because you guys, it, it wasn't smooth sailing last year. It was, it was, you guys had to really grind that out before things clicked. Is there something to be said about being able to, to carry that into this year? You know, I think you probably are in my meetings. Uh, <laughs> it's something that I bring up often is anything that's worthwhile takes a little pain and hardship. And it's tough to get there. And it, during the season, we talked about it a lot. Hey, look, this isn't easy. It's probably not going to be easy. But, I, you know, we we're like, we guarantee you once we get to where we need to go, it's going to serve us well. And I think we were a tougher club in the postseason because of what we had to go through. You look at the roster and you say we stack up against anybody. We've had to go through a lot of stuff to get here. And now you take a breath and say, okay, we're in the dance now and we're a bit dangerous team. And I think that the, the trials and tribulations that got us to that point uh, it made us a better team in the postseason. You had a message for fans right at the end of last season, Bob, and talking about how great they were and how a lot of that was done for them. And you couldn't believe the atmosphere, uh, the Dodger series, the Philly series, et cetera. What would be your last message to fans as we get ready to start spring training this time around? 
Oh, you know, it, it, it was had such an impact and it had an impact on us. It had an impact on the other team. It had an impact when you come to San Diego, you know, you're going to get a, a, a raucous crowd that, you know, it's, it's hard to even call them fans. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're Padres is what they are. They're dressed like us. They're wearing the same uniforms. <laughs> they're rooting for us like we are in the dugout. It's just, it's just an extension of us. And I think, you know, I haven't been here in the past and I've been here before when it's, it's a great atmosphere. But man, last year and toward the end of last year, I don't know that there was a more electric place to play uh, in all of baseball. And we certainly felt that, and we wanted to intimate that when the season was over, what the impact was our group that comes out and watches play. Well, obviously, uh, in about seven minutes, uh, the Hall of Fame is is going to uh, start their announcement. Now, it won't actually actually happen at 3 o'clock, although they're telling us 3 o'clock, it'll probably be somewhere at 3.40, something around there. I won't ask you who you think should get in, but uh, Scott Rowland's name has come up. I, I know you've managed against him, or, or, or you've at least seen him uh, uh, up close and yeah. personal. Um, what What are your thoughts on on some of these guys who are up for it? Scott Rowland in particular is one that stands out to me. Right. So I, you know what, I I, I don't take a deep dive into the numbers. I, I, I look at it as who's who impacted the way. I do things and or watching these guys play who I thought were the true, really, really stars of the game. Now, obviously, longevity has a lot to do with it and, and getting into the Hall of Fame. But but guys like Jack Morris, you know, it took Jack a, a long time. And, and I'm like, Jack Morris is a Hall of Famer. You just feel it. You know, Alan Trammell, guys like that, you just feel it. Right. I feel the same way about Scott Rowland. So I don't know what the overall numbers are. But, man, he, he was, you know, both sides of the ball, the grit, the determination, um, the numbers that he put up every year, the feeling that he had when he came to the plate in big spots, that's kind of what I look like, look at a little bit more so than, than overall numbers. Yeah, no, he certainly was a presence. You felt it every time he was either at the plate or even when he was at third base. Bo Mel, always fun catching up. Looking forward to our conversations come spring training. Uh, you guys have a good mini camp, and uh, we'll see you out in Arizona. My pleasure. Uh, come on, I'll t- come on anytime and, and look forward to seeing you soon. All right, Bo Mel, thank you. Man, always nice catching up with the manager, Bob Melvin. Yeah, (laughs) we did. That was Bob Melvin. It is always nice catching up with Bo Mel. Well, that's going to do it for this week. You guys enjoy your weekend. Lots of good football. We'll be back Monday doing it all over again. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 